Hi, I'm Pauline. Hi, I'm Priscilla. I'm Paul. And I'm Tamiron. And this is the P3T Podcast. Podcast. Woo! Do you guys hear my tree? I was just like, I was just jumping. We are singers in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when anytime you say sing, I just remember the prophecy. Guy, we need to tell you, we need to tell you that story for real. Alright. We were prayed over and our pastor told us our prophecy. <laughs> for our future. <laughs> I was told that I was going to study in Australia. In New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. I was told the Lord is going to use me in my singing. He was told she'd be a leader. <laughs> I was told I can't be mean to the people around me. <laughs> I've gone through so many yeah, <laughs> Um, welcome to the new episode. I don't know what what um, number it is, but welcome to this new episode. Um, we hope you've had a fantastic week. I hope this has been uploaded on Monday. I'm saying this because I want myself to listen to this. Um, if it hasn't, I'm sorry. If it has, woo. So yeah. So today we're talking about. Jebuking with love and judgment. Sasa, where you come a viewer? Where you at a viewer? Where come a listener? Ask yourself, do you judge? Yeah, that's it. So, <laughs> <laughs> I really expected that. Even <laughs> me. Yeah, so um, just to start us off, um, what do you guys think is the difference between judging others and being accountable to others? Priscilla? I think when it comes to judging someone, you're judging them with the intention of making them feel bad, with the intention of them being ashamed and wallowing in that shame. <laughs> but when you're being accountable for someone, you want them to grow out of that negative act or experience and become someone better. Mm. So with judgment, it's like, I don't know how to say it, but like, mm. like you want them to be hopeless. You want them to stay in that space of guilt, shame, trauma, or whatever bad emotion that's connotate, connotated to that act they've done mm. but with being accountable for someone you're seeing the good that can come out of them mm. you're seeing the potential the growth that they can input in their life it's they just need a little nudge for them to come out of it and now you're that nudge you're mm. trying to build them up to be someone better for their mm. own good not just for you mm. so you want them to be better for themselves mm. yeah i think that's the difference yeah, I think I echo Priscilla's <laughs> sentiments. That's funny. If you haven't listened to the last episode, you should. We'll draw, you should. We'll draw, you should. We'll draw, you should. <laughs> um, but we're not judging. <laughs> I am. Sorry. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think Priscilla said, said it right there. Um, judgment always leaves you feeling hate mm. to be honest mm. you just feel like there's a lot of resentment this person has towards you mm. or it leaves you with a feeling of resentment mm. after you've been judged mm. but then i feel like rebuke um it takes me back to this far a eh, fast this verse in Philippians <laughs> chapter 4 that says whatever is good, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is kind. Okay, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But it's in Philippians 4. And I feel like rebuke is honorable. You know, mm-hmm. rebuke is just. Rebuke is Accountability, mm. you know, is it tribute or accountability? Accountability. It's accountability. 
or mm. accountability, my bad. Mm. <laughs> you know, it, it comes with, it's backed up with these things that you should think about. I know at the end of that verse, or is it few verses, it says, um, okay, you know what, someone help me <laughs> with that quote. <laughs> I like that you guys know which verses to look for. May I just Google the verse what it says? Yeah. Okay. I'm confused. For leap Philippians four. Yeah. Um. Yeah. For check Philippians four. Uh, aha. From verse eight. Philippians 4 from verse 8 says, Finally, breathe, hey, brethren, brethren, mm-hmm. <laughs> finally, brethren, whatever is, whatever things are true, whatever things are honorable, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think of these things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think accountability is backed up by these virtues, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if it leaves you feeling like, yeah, that, that was a just thing to say. Mm-hmm. No, that was honorable in the way it was presented. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's accountability. It ceases from being judgment. Eh, judgment. Mm-hmm. Judgment, and it becomes... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree with what everyone has said, but I also would like to add mm-hmm. you can't keep a stranger accountable. Mm-hmm. You can't scream at the streets at someone you don't know and tell them you're sinning, you're going to hell, and say, Oh, I'm just keeping them accountable. No, you don't know them. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't do that. That's judgment. There's no um way about it. So I feel like for me that's the distinction. You when we're talking about accountability. You keep people accountable that you're intimate with. Those are the people you can keep accountable. You can't keep strangers accountable. And so if you're one of those people that goes around telling everyone, oh, don't do this, you're going to go to hell. Oh, don't do this, God is angry with you. Oh, don't do this. And you don't know these people. You're just saying it because, I don't know, you feel... It doesn't matter whether you feel like it's the truth. If you're saying it like that, then you're you're putting yourself on a pedestal. You're showing all of these people that you're better than them. Mm-hmm. And you you alone, you alone are the only one capable of making it to heaven. So that's what essentially you're communicating to these people, which I think is a, a thing that a lot of Christians, they have issues with. They feel the need, okay, it's not entirely wrong to like talk to people, but you need to form a relationship with these people first. That needs to come first. The the start of your interaction can't be condemnation. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's cruel. <laughs> Ultimately, but I think it's very cruel. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think there's two scales of accountability. So there's large scale and there's small scale. Mm-hmm. So for like what Pauline has said, if like here in the podcast, mm-hmm. if I'm to hold you guys accountable, I need to ask you what how do you want to be held accountable mm. so the other day i was talking to a friend i used to get really upset with them for doing something and then um i asked so now i used to get really upset like they do whatever they said that they're going to do and then i get upset and then they go back and then i get upset it was a whole cycle mm. so now i just pulled them aside and i was like hey girl how do you want me to hold you accountable from now moving forward? <laughs> so, I don't know if that hey girl was so funny. Hey girl. Hey girl. <laughs> so they told me, like, this is how I want to operate from now henceforth. Because then it turns into judgment. It's like, if I started with this person, you're pushing them around, you're, you know, you're feeling like you, you're holding them to your standard. And your standard is not necessarily everybody's standard because the Holy Spirit convicts people differently, you know. Mm-hmm. So on a personal level, on a small scale level, that is very feasible. You need to ask people, how should I hold you accountable? Mm-hmm. What do you want me to tell you? Eh, apa make you kabondali. Apa ukosawa. Uko kuingine and I left. You know. So I think, yeah, on, on a small scale level, you need to, first of all, not only be intimate with that person, but be sure 
on what their standard of accountability is like where how and where and what they want to be held accountable in however there's also the large scale form of accountability like you're going to see a preacher on stage condemning certain things so like what example like maybe like uh, can i give you an adulterer. example yeah like this month uh-huh. um, our pastors have been <laughs> rebuking us mm-hmm. <laughs> but like with love of course mm-hmm. and they've just been pointing out um like um pointing out what pointing out sins that we think are okay because of one reason or another mm. but they are not okay because bottom line they are sin mm. so a lot of the sermons have been very like no kali hey man i felt so attacked but in a good way because it's keeping me it's keeping me accountable yeah mm-hmm. so i think on that scale level we need to know the place and time that we are at so if we are in a church if you personally if i'm going to enter a church i know there's a possibility i might hear this this certain topic being condemned mm-hmm. that other issue you're being told and the language this other issue you're told rude nyuma mm-hmm. you know so because the bible is yes it's personalized to you but it can also be applied in a general sense mm-hmm. so like when people came to jesus and or even like when paul was writing letters to like different churches he was writing to one person so he to the whole church and mm-hmm. basically majority of the church was behaving in a certain way so mm-hmm. he was just like bringing them back to the lord and even like in jesus preachings like do not Like when he condemned the that guy who wanted to, um, who he told to sell all his possessions and then follow him, mm. he he was rebuking in front of many people. Mm. So I think sometimes we need to know the context, and then we need to know. So if you're entering a church, be prepared to be rebuked, as Tamerun has said. Be prepared to be held accountable to certain things that are believed. by the person preaching and by at least a, a good number of people within the congregation if it doesn't resonate with you it's fine by the it's bible fine. if the holy spirit no if the holy spirit has not con- like if you're talking about modesty you know it's so relative mm, yeah. among cultures mm-hmm. so if it doesn't resonate with you as a person it's okay it's okay it's fine that message is not for you yeah it does not for you <laughs> however maybe that message you can use it to another person in asking in that culture Mm-hmm. in that context. So, I think large scale we need to be careful as listeners. Yes, as speakers we need to be careful about what context you are speaking. Like I can't eh hey, bro, I can't enter a bar and tell people, "Yeah, drinking." Yeah, yeah they know that drinking. <laughs> they know. They're not confused. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's not it's not good to help them turn away from whatever that they are doing. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys I seen like that ultimately they've not been convicted? Exactly. Yeah. Have you guys seen that meme for like The first time you invite your non-religious friend to church, <laughs> and the person is like, "You're drinking straight to hell. You're smoking straight, straight to hell. hell. <laughs> You're lying straight to hell." <laughs> and your friend is just like, uh, "Oh, I see." <laughs> <laughs> that sound has also been used for the book of was it like? Leviticus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not straight to hell. It's straight, straight to jail. jail. <laughs> straight to jail. <laughs> so yeah. So I think. Um, we need to know that on a large scale level, we need to know the context, and on a small scale level, we need to know how somebody wants to be held accountable. Because I feel like individual accountability is much more powerful mm. than large scale accountability. Mm. Like the pastor will preach on stage and then who turn your name? Yeah, they mm. move on. You move mm. on with your life. Yeah. In fact, that weekend, not even that weekend, but at the end of that Sunday, you can end up in a dumb zangu. 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 ya <laughs> There's certain people who don't know that I'm here recording this podcast, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it just you just need to decide. You know, it, no it's okay. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> um I think 
the second question I would ask is, mm-hmm. do we think that the Christian community is judgmental? Priscilla. Okay. Um, to some extent, I would say yes, and to some extent, no. I think the reason why I'd say to some extent yes is because um, unfortunately, some Christians don't know the difference between what you are talking about, exactly. judgment and holding your people accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, you'll find that there's like a gray area for people in understanding what judgment is and what being accountable to people and to also help them be accountable mm-hmm. is. And well, I feel like yeah, like you can see it even in I think I've used these examples maybe in our previous episodes, but you can see um a lot of Christians or not a lot, let me just speak about a few that I've interacted with, um, who can be judgmental about certain things. And I think one topic that comes to mind is like especially towards divorces. Mm. And I think that is very um what is it called? It's it speaks home to me because of like my life and what I've seen even sometimes what my mom has gone through. And it's kind of sad that some some Christians that my mom and I have interacted with um can be judgmental by not understanding the full situation. They pick and choose what they get from the scripture or something and they have this twisted idea that um how do i explain that you leaving your marriage is something so bad something so unforgivable without understanding why you left mm-hmm. without yeah. understanding yeah the context behind why you left and why it was not even good for you to stay in that environment mm-hmm. without understanding that it was actually good and even maybe even God saw it good for you Wait. to leave so that your purpose can be fulfilled mm-hmm. so that you don't die yeah you know and i think the fact that some some Christians fail to understand the context behind a certain situation, they tend to judge. But also in the relation of sin, in, in intertwining it with now sin, like now you're doing something that's definitely in the word of God is a sin. Um, again, with what Pauline said, and also Paul, um, you, it's kind of hard to approach someone who you're not intimate with. You need to understand them before you can actually, you need to have an idea of what they are going through so that you can now bring in what you think is right for them, for you to make that suggestion. Because if you just go into their life and start talking and talking and talking, they'll call it unsolicited opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's unsolicited. I didn't ask for it. I'm not open to hearing what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But if you come into their life in a manner of love, in a manner of, well, I want to understand you more. I want to see what your, what your thought process about this is, you know, why do you do what you do? And in that way, giving them that listening ear, they can be able, they have a higher probability (laughs) of extending that listening ear to to you you and hear your thought about it. And then maybe, huh, maybe what you're saying makes sense or maybe what you're saying makes sense. It opens a way to conviction. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's like a crack into now Mm -hmm. that opening. Yeah. I I don't know what to answer. I just want to add. Mm -hmm. Um, you would like especially that last part when you're talking about, um, like instead of seeing them as, uh, I want to like see you, I want to understand you. Mm-hmm. I read a quote somewhere and I thought it was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was the day you stop seeing people as projects and you start seeing them as beloved ones of God, that's the day evangelism will start to work. Mm-hmm. For as long as you see them as a project for you to complete. It will never work. Yeah. Um. I think also I should add to that. There is no. Sometimes mm-hmm. there is usually no room for grace mm. in the church. So let me give an example. Mm-hmm. There are these pastors that I know. Uh, for the first time, I'm not talking about my church. So <laughs> there are these pastors that um I know about, and they were like really young pastors. They are starting out their career, but they were very like 
senior in their church mm-hmm. and they um they used to like rebuke people like you know the way after church kuna meeting alafu unapewa chakula jumekuwa church siku nzima na wataki mfaint so um they used to be so upset at people who would bring their children to eat because their children are not counted your child, your child is not in the meeting mm. it's you in the meeting so they used to be so upset at parents who would come bring their children and tell them to serve because amja county waso kuna wengine wanaweza miss food ama mtapewa sasa kidogo portions kidogo so that least kila mtu akule and then also on the flip side they're also upset at people who would come late mm. because of their children that's like So you just get your children in line like mm, mm. why why can't you so you see at the time they didn't have kids mm, so yeah so they didn't understand so they would they would get so upset and i get i guess to some point they would start to judge these people for not having their children in line when they got children <laughs> they fully understood mm. i don't think i've ever had them talking about like Yeah, no, this fine this children anymore. Now they talk about the way when they are preaching, they hope their children are are you know tame when they are working, they hope their children will be okay. You know, mm-hmm. they're not crying all about, they're not chanting people's names, they're not walking up to the stage when they are preaching, you know. Mm-hmm. So now they understand how parents how those parents felt. Because mm-hmm. doesn't make if you fine the meeting is happening like maybe you've given an hour to come to this meeting mm-hmm. fine you've gone home and you brought yourself you've gone home and you put your children at home mm-hmm. and you come back who's taking care of those children at home mm-hmm. so because there's no because let's assume you have a hostel which is like not majority of the population in the church that they were in mm-hmm. even if you have a hostel so many of you okay so it's you and the children on that sunday mm-hmm. so you can't you can't leave them you need to be with them at all times mm-hmm. so We are going to eat this food in church and we are going to partake. So, yeah, so, <laughs> so you see the way, because they hadn't understood before, mm. they would judge these people. But at the point where they got their own children, they began to understand. Mm. So I think it's the same thing. Like if if maybe you don't understand, like if you're hearing in your estate, college students are drinking, they are partying, they are going out and you condemn them. You tell your children in high school, these people are going to hell. Alafu, when your child enters university because you have kept them in a bubble, same, same, same story, you will begin to have grace for them. Mm-hmm. So it's the same with your mom. If you don't have like a friend or a very close person to you who's facing these issues, yeah. you're never going to understand. You'll be like, no, but me, you're going to compare themselves to you. Yeah. But me, my husband has treated on me and I'm still here. But sometimes people's lives are at risk. Exactly. So, and even if your life is not at risk, if you're emotionally and mentally not okay in that relationship just take a little bit of a break you know yeah. first take a break decide what you want and then see if your partner is willing to like maybe go for a th- couple therapy with you. but if you're not willing to change mm-hmm. then you need to move on in your life man yeah you know so yeah that's my have you had the silent listeners so <laughs> so um that's that's my opinion i think There is no room for grace because they don't understand and they never been either in that situation or affiliated with that situation yeah. which is why there's so much judgment but at the point we turn afika uko you will see their hearts changing mm-hmm. yeah tell me on i think um yeah you've given different points of view mm-hmm. so like judgment could come from the fact that you don't understand someone's situation i think what can also be perceived as judgment is um when you've not been convicted to change mm-hmm. something so maybe someone comes to you and they're like wewe unajua unakutaka kanisani ni vibe baya sana ni baya sana nikusaka tu zinaonyesha kila mtu no but i know someone who's told that what Yeah, and then for them they were so decent mm. and like they were so well dressed. What may try? So like you see in that case, that person who's being told never be sana, then they feel judged mm. at that particular point. There's no conviction in them to change mm. how they are dressing. So that's for them will always come or will always be seen as judgment. Mm-hmm. Even like as as well put as you may present it you know let me use the, the same exact example you go up to someone uh, in the street maybe no not even in church maybe in the street you go up to someone and you're like 
Oh, you know, the Lord calls us to modesty. You know, there's a better way to dress. Eh, that person see at a roof. Defense mode. Eh, eh. defense mode. My dress, my choice. Come mm-hmm. on. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you shouldn't include that. Yeah. Yeah. Just baby. That's a big one. Quite a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, like I, I don't. I mean, like your first defense mechanism will be I can dress however I want. Mm. So like. You know, you don't have that conviction in you to dress modestly. I speak about modesty because that's usually such a hot topic. Hot topic. Mm-hmm. And like that's that's where what when you wanna shikwa. Mm-hmm. And like if you don't if you've not received conviction from Christ, you're likely to just ah see I love the Lord. Mm-hmm. See I come to church. Mm-hmm. See I serve him. Then how what does my dressing have to do with anything? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel like as much as um, maybe you're coming from a good place and you're, um, you have good intentions in the way that you're, uh, what is it called? Approaching, Approaching someone and uh, the, the other one, keeping them, accountable. keeping them accountable, they will not see it as accountability mm-hmm. as long as you've not had conviction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, about it. But now, how will you know if someone has had conviction or not? I think, I think you don't. It Now you see, it, it comes to the point of asking somebody how they want to be held accountable if you know them personally. Mm. But if like, for example, mana eh, if you see that and you're like, hmm, I think, you know, something needs to be done about this. Mm. I think you could, first of all, like, approach them and ask them, like, do you know about, okay, it's a bit awkward sometimes, but do you know about <laughs> Jesus? Uh, like, or maybe invite them to your church. Like, give them, uh, the best way to, like, entice people is to give them, like, a present. Mm. So, like, maybe you can walk around. Food. Yeah, you can walk around with, like, chocolate or, like, something. Or you can walk around with... My church gave us bands and I want to start like I don't I don't have money, but when I get money, I want to like make many, many of them mm-hmm. and then like give them out whenever. Like if somebody tells me, Oh, oh my wristband is written and Jesus, I think it's written Jesus loves, loves you. you. Yeah. So <laughs> So I think like if somebody tells me, Oh, you have such a cool wristband, I'd be like, Oh, do you want one? <laughs> you know <laughs> and and they just walk around with it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think maybe you can look up somebody, invite them to like your church or maybe a fellowship that you attend, your Bible study, something. Mm-hmm. You know, tell them a little bit about the Jesus loves them. And then as they attend these fellowships and these things, they start to see, eh, apa, kumbe, mimini, tu, mimini, koibi. You know, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit will begin to convict them from within. Because mm-hmm. yeah. your actions will speak louder than your words. Mm-hmm. You can talk, 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 but if you don't walk your talk, then people are not going to follow what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Um, Another thing you wanted to add is just on the space of keeping people accountable. I think you, there's a lot of introspection that's needed before you set out to do that. Mm. Because remember, remember number one, our sinful nature, and remember that we are prone to pride. Mm. Remember that very quickly, you can gather a very prideful heart. Mm. And I feel like putting yourself in that position of keeping other people accountable, you know the devil the devil can do his thing then. Mm. And that can be one of the ways he pulls you further from God. So I think as much as we're talking about keeping people accountable and rebuking in love, a large part of that conversation needs to be first and foremost recognizing that you aren't where you are or you haven't overcome the things you've overcome by your own strength. Yeah. It's not because you're a good Christian. There's no such thing. You know, it's it's not your own power, it's not your own strength. So remember where you are when Jesus found you. And remember that this person also needs the same grace that you wished you would have been accorded. Mm-hmm. You know, like don't speak from the position of 
ah yeah like especially like when you're talking to people sometimes like when people who have had addictions are talking to other people yeah. um sometimes like, the conversation can feel like oh yeah me i broke my addiction because i'm better than you you know mm-hmm. like me I, i was able to break my addiction because i i'm 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 a hard worker you know and there's all of these stories about you have to be productive you have to be you know deny thyself you know mm-hmm. so and like i feel like sometimes at that position you're coming from pride you're forgetting where you are when yeah. Jesus found you yeah. you know yeah that's all i wanted to add thank you um do we have any additions to whether we think christians are the christian community is judgmental oh i didn't answer that question personally i don't <laughs> think we are and i know i know i know i know a lot of people will say we are but just for like the reasons that um tamiron and priscilla have given mm-hmm. sometimes whenever the person is in life whatever conversation you have with them is going to come off as judgment you know mm-hmm. sometimes even before you start the conversation just the mere fact that you are a christian they have already decided that you will judge them yeah. you know so sometimes i don't think it's as definitely definitely you know oh yes of course we're like we're human beings and there there are going to be people who come at you with the main um core of making you feel horrible and shaming you and making you feel like a and sometimes even less than human like mm. you know um but i don't think that makes up the majority of christians and the reason i say that is because one of the fundamental tenets of christianity is that we are all wretched people mm. you know like that's one of the fundamental things of christianity that every human being on this planet is a bad bad person regardless of whether you give charity or you spend your entire time doing charity like we for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory mm. of the grace of god glory. Glory. of the glory of god yeah so for that reason i'm sorry we promised to read our bible because <laughs> <laughs> i catch bad memories <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so for that reason i don't think we are judgmental per se i think human beings are judgmental i don't think it's a christian problem i think it's a human no, problem no. so as christians are we not called to be transformed yeah okay that's a good question for sure we are but transformation takes forever every day you're being transformed there are going to be days where you approach people with love and there are going to be days where your prideful heart wins that's such is life you know I agree with you. I think we need to be called to be transformed and not judge people. Um yeah, that's it. that's what I have to say. I don't I don't say <laughs> but I think no, I genuinely think mm-hmm. that yes, we are humans and yes, we are sinful and all of that, but we have the Holy Spirit within us. Therefore, we should have the fruit the fruit of the Holy Spirit mm. which entails patience, love, joy, peace, all of those things. Sindio. Mm-hmm. Okay. If we have the fruit of the Holy Spirit within us, then we should exercise it in all that we do in all things yes we fall okay. short yeah, yeah, yes yeah. we fall short yeah. and when we fall short we need to be like david and quick steps go and repent in my thing is that video let me let me tell you my clothes up my knees are pain it killed a man but okay fine it was a disaster exaggeration i <laughs> so um yeah so we need to we need to repent as soon as you know we realize happening madam rama um but we need to be transformed as christians mm-hmm. so yes christians fall short of the glory of god just like everybody else and we should not be prideful and say me i don't judge me i've I'm never judged judge. yeah we don't judge so it's It's, we need to we are called to be transformed and therefore we should walk like we are transformed okay. and behave as such yeah so, that's fair mm-hmm. yeah but um you know uh Pauline, i wish you didn't answer this question because you, you know, no, it's good that you answered <laughs> it but your previous whatever you had said previously about you know people not liking to be judged did mm. you say that yeah you said that mm-hmm. i guess okay let me talk about something yeah okay <laughs> so And now we're talking about the Christians who are accountable, as you are friends accountable. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we react when our friends hold us accountable? What do we think? Mm-hmm. I mean, only even go. Honestly, I would like to you every time I'm held accountable, 
It always seems like judgment. Always. <laughs> always. <laughs> but yeah. even even when it comes from a loving point, I usually like there's a point I look at you and I'm just like, oh many judge. Mm. <laughs> but there's always for for me, I'm never quick to speak, so I'm never mm. quick to clap back. Mm. So for like a minute, I just sit on what you've said. And I kind of reflect. Mm. And I'm like, hey, is there truth in what she's saying? Is there truth in what he's saying? Mm. So when I see like a consistency and anyway, first of all, especially if they're saying it in regards to how I've treated them. Mm. I'm not the quickest sometimes, mm. but I always try to go back and apologize. Mm. I know I've been doing this to I, I've read I need to I need to apologize my sister, but <laughs> <laughs> she's the one who's doing who's been keeping me accountable in a lot of things, in a lot of things that I think I do, ah nafanya too. Mm. But then at the end of the day, like they hurt her or they offend her. Mm. And so when she comes to me with some things, I'm like, I can't do drugs. <laughs> but then like I never really tell her that because <laughs> Because at the end of the day, she's been hurt. Mm-hmm. So me adding to that, I'm, it's not, I, yeah, I'm discrediting her feelings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So always like take time. Mm-hmm. Is what she's saying like true? Is it a true account? Mm-hmm. And if it is, first I feel remorse. Okay, I'm going to hurt. I need to apologize. Mm-hmm. When that apology comes, it doesn't matter. But it always, mm-hmm. it always comes. Yeah. And then now after that, obviously trying to fix or trying to 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 better myself in that position or in that place of where I have been rebuked like mm-hmm. let's say I talk too much you talk without thinking mm-hmm. you know try and think before I say things mm-hmm. yeah thank you Pauline um I think mine is very similar to Tamiron First of all, me, I suffer from last one syndrome. Okay, let me not justify my bad behavior. <laughs> but I suffer from last one syndrome. So anytime I'm held accountable, I personally feel like you have taken me and you've put me in front of the world and you're telling the entire world how horrible of a human I am. And I'm not going to forgive you for that. <laughs> you know, that's that's wrong. So any sm- even if it's small, small things, like to the point where sometimes I just refuse to have the conversation. <laughs> like someone will start the conversation and I'll just be like, First of all, I'll cry. <laughs> you know, I'll just start crying because I don't want to be held accountable. So, um, and then me now the difference to terminals is me. I'm quick to speak. Mm. Me, I don't think before I speak. So when you're holding me accountable, all my defenses go up. Mm. You know, everything in my brain is telling me, okay, okay, but but you and you even you, you're bad. Okay, I'm not bad alone. You know, so that's yeah, bad. yeah. <laughs> that's like my number one my immediate reaction to being held accountable. And then I'm also, I'm not really quick to apologize. Personally, it's because I find apologies weird. <laughs> I'm like, ew, I don't want to say I'm sorry. But I should, I'm starting, I'm learning, I'm getting better at mm. saying I'm sorry um, and meaning it. So, yeah, I think I don't like to be held accountable, which is why I think to some extent, I don't go out of my way to hold people accountable. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, you do you. <laughs> like, even when someone hurts me, I don't, sometimes I don't even take steps. Sometimes even the person doesn't know they've hurt me. I, like, I wouldn't take any steps to mend the relationship. I'll just let it be. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to start that conversation. Because I hate it when that conversation is started with me. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, so that's that's me. Thanks, thanks. I'd want to know if I've hurt you. Yeah, continue, continue wanting. <laughs> <laughs> continue wanting. Priscilla? <laughs> um, how I feel? When mm. I'm kind of comfortable. Mm. I feel like it's general for me like with what pauline and tamiran have mentioned um i think for me i feel at first if it's coming from someone that i'm not too comfortable with i'd take it like i what's wrong with you who are you you telling me me? like you don't know me like that so why are you like yeah What's your point? You know? <laughs> What's your point? Yeah. <laughs> like I just I start again. It's like I go into defense mm-hmm. mode, 
and then now I start I I would drift away from you like I'd take it like a grudge like I hold a grudge against you because I'm like I why are you telling me these things mm-hmm. yeah and then um but then obviously I'd get time because I'm this type of person who likes to sleep on things mm-hmm. so then I think I feel I I make a decision after I've slept on it mm-hmm. so obviously I wouldn't clap back but I'd take time to like introspect and feel like and see if they kind of make sense and also for me i think if i hear it from multiple people because i have one thing i'm grateful for is i have friends who speak their mind mm-hmm. and are honest mm-hmm. so you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> um it's like so if like pal tells me something and then someone else tells me the same thing i'm like hey maybe there's some truth here um and also it depends on the person even if it's just pal telling me something i'd also take it into consideration mm-hmm. but if it's someone i don't know and you're the only one who's telling me this i honestly will just not like you mm-hmm. to be honest i will just cut you off and move on mm-hmm. um yeah but i don't think people like another thing i feel like even accountability in it relates it relates with what Pal had mentioned. Like um there's something she mentioned about like asking how you want to be held accountable. Yeah, how you want to be held accountable. I feel like it works well for me because she does the same thing for me. And it's how do I explain? I realize that there's something I need to work on. It in some way there's some things that I know I can't do by myself. Mm-hmm. I need someone to be my accountability partner, and that's where Pal comes in sometimes. So when she's holding me accountable, I feel like I'm not walking this journey alone. Mm-hmm. I don't feel judged, but I feel like hey, well, okay, it's tough, but let me tell Pal, maybe she'll help me. You know. Like it, these are form of strengthening that comes with when you realize that you, there's a problem and you need to solve it. Mm-hmm. I think it also comes and ties in with conviction too. Once you're convicted and you feel like, by the way, there's some truth to it, your perspective or your perception of the accountability stops being negative. Because sometimes a lot of people see accountability like something negative. It's like you're trying to change someone. Mm. A lot of people think like, why are you trying to change me? That's the way I am. I'm a Gemini. That's problematic. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, but anywho, basically, um, yeah, I've just explained. I'd feel... I'd feel bad at first, but once I sit on it and sleep on it and think about it, if there's some truth to it, then definitely there's a point of progression I can implement. But if there's, if I feel like it's unnecessary, and that's why now I'll go to my friends, do you guys think I'm like this? For real, for real. Mm. Like, tell me your honest opinion. If someone told me I'm like this, do you think that's the case? Hey, wow, Priscilla, you're mm-hmm. better than me. I could <laughs> never. <laughs> someone's really good. Mm-hmm. If someone tells me something negative about myself, I just hold it. <laughs> I'll take if 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 it turns out to be true, I'll I'll find out later. I don't want to know. I don't want confirmation. <laughs> I think it's a good thing because then it you is. get to evaluate if this person is lying or not. Because some people mm-hmm. can have a narrow-minded lens. Mm-hmm. A narrow lens. Yeah. Okay. Fair, fair, fair. Tell me, have you talked? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, she started. Oh, okay. So, so then we just used to. I was like, mm-hmm. so, um, I think, what should I think? Oh, me, from three, from three in Nijenga. From three, <laughs> we went for this competition and we were competing in teams of three. So, um, one of my, so my team, like everybody had a stronghold and everybody had a, Weak side as with every team, and um, we and me and one of my partners were like very critical people. So, in the beginning, we started to butt heads because, like, we were critical, but you know, we were critical and then we did not take feedback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what we learned is but now we developed like a kind of a rule when, when I give you crit- critique or feedback. 
you say thank you. you go. <laughs> and you go. You know, you're not allowed to question. You're not allowed to say anything. You go, you think about it, and then you come back, and maybe you respond, maybe not, you know. Mm-hmm. Because at least 75% of the time, this person was correct. Even maybe 80, let me even say 90. <laughs> this person is correct, you know. Because they're just to give you feedback on, like, the work that you're doing, you mm-hmm. know. So it even, so that type of communication. So me and this girl were paired in a lot of things together. So at a point, we were destined. So it seeped into also now the rest of our personal lives. Mm-hmm. So now we now became accountable for each other in everything. She would tell me, like I remember one time, um, I was saving, like a Karen and a bunch of people are late for lunch. So I was like, oh, she probably keep for her, for them, like this, I don't know what we're eating, what we're eating something. Mm-hmm. She probably tell the kitchen, I was like, oh, she should probably tell the kitchen staff that Karen is not here, so they keep me for her. And then she told me, I don't think what you're doing is right. You should look out for this and everybody else. And I'm like, I'm a kitchen staff. How are you? You were just looking out for Karen. Yeah, I was just looking out for Karen. Oh. Yeah, because in my head, you know, in my head, she's my priority. Mm. So, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, I didn't even like I didn't even take time to think about what she had said. Like, yeah, unaskia uchun, unaskia vibaya. But you guys no meza. Una meza aki guy, I learned to meza. So una meza, nunenda unafanya chenye nasema, alafu na rudi. If she misled me, fine. Then that's a conversation I'll have later. But if she didn't mislead me, in the end you'll see the fruits of what you've done. And it's true. Like it was beneficial because everybody benefited to not just Karen, who got whatever we were eating on that day, mm. saved for her. So she did a good, essentially she did a good thing, but me and her were like Pauline. I still am like Pauline. Mm. The way immediately somebody starts to critique, critique me, defenses start to come up. Mm. And so I learned, so I still have this thing of when somebody critiques me or gives me like feedback um, based on accountability, mm-hmm. I still, I, I'm the same as you, Pauline, in, essence, in the essence that I, I respond immediately. Mm-hmm. But so now what I did, I learned, okay, I need to first of all, I'll never not respond immediately. Mm-hmm. So what needs to change is what, how I respond, not how I respond, what I say in that response. So if somebody, the other day I remember I offended one of my friends, and they told me, and just unknowingly, I didn't like mean to offend them. So I unknowingly offended them, and then they told me, "Hey, what you said um yesterday like was really uncalled for, and I know you didn't mean to um offend me, but you did. So next time, <laughs> make sure it doesn't happen." Mm. And I was so upset. I remember I even told Priscilla, they were, I was so upset. I was like, because I was like, you know, I didn't mean to hurt you. You know, you even said in this text, I didn't mean to hurt you. And the way they had read the text, it was so like coming after you with knives and a dagger, mm. you know. So now because of my film three experience, immediately I responded, hey, I'm so sorry it won't happen again. Mm. So you see the way I, so I turned my, no, I didn't mean to offend you. Yeah. It was, why are you so sensitive? Yeah. <laughs> why are you so sensitive? If you knew I didn't mean to offend you, why are you coming at me? Why are you doing that? You know, so I learned to say sorry and then go and think about whatever I'm thinking about. Mm. So that's, that's what I do. That's how now I've learned to apologize. So I was mm. just like Pauline, I was like, yeah, I never apologize. I never said anything, I'm sorry. Nothing. I didn't want to hear. But now, I take that opportunity of I jump to defend to be a jump to apologize. So yeah. I jump, I apologize, and then I leave, and then again went to Priscilla, you know. <laughs> and then I tell everything, I tell this person, me at us japenda. But in the end, it's first of all, even though you you didn't mean to say sorry, mm-hmm. you said sorry, and that other person their heart is clean. Mm-hmm. Then second, even though you feel like you haven't done anything wrong, and they're just holding you accountable for something that you did, like unknowingly, you've you've made sure that they know that you didn't intend to offend to offend them. Mm-hmm. And even if they wrong you in the process of trying to correct you, mm-hmm. now it's up to me to deal with that. Mm-hmm. It's up to me to deal with forgiving them for what they did in their process of um, keeping me accountable. So, yeah, what I would advise people is, you, if you are like me and Pauline, who jump immediately somebody keeps you accountable, um, just say sorry, just say sorry, Nyamaza, and move. Mm. Just move, move with your heart. You will forgive them in the end. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. Um, so the last question is 
So, with all of this being said, the way the Kisha community, sometimes you judge, you should be transformed, blah, 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 all of that. Mm-hmm. How should we rebuke each other in love in the Kisha community? Like, Mimi kama Pal, kama Priscilla, kama Tamerol, kama Pauline, kama Lisena. How should we um, rebuke each other in love in the Kisha community? Priscilla. I feel like it ties in with what you, I mean, with, I think what you generally said mm-hmm. in a few of the questions. Um, don't go, in my opinion, how I'd rebuke someone. I don't know, rebuke has like a negative connotation to it. I think it's been made of a negative yeah, connotation. Yeah, but it is. Really it isn't. Yeah. But it, I don't know. But anyhow. How should how you should keep others accountable? Yeah. I feel like how you should keep someone accountable is by first getting to know their why. Mm-hmm. Why do you do the way you do mm-hmm. things? Why are you the way you are? Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes from a platform like the way you are saying. Um, how like if you wanted like people to know more of God. Oh, you like my bracelet, my, mm-hmm. um, my, is it bracelet? Um, wristband. Your wristband. Um, you want one, you know, like just being friendly at first. That's mm-hmm. how people open themselves up to you. I wouldn't go to someone who's staunch and like, not staunch, there's a word. Stoic. Stoic mm-hmm. is, no, there's a word, like they're so... Mtugumu. Like someone who's so critical and so uh, stiff about things. Mm. Like, I'd like someone who has like a, not uye uye vibe, but someone who's more friendly, someone who's mm. approachable. Yeah, mm-hmm. and by you you creating an aura of approachability, you need to be open to listening. Mm-hmm. So I think that the the greatest thing as a Christian, um, for a Christian to cultivate is the ability of listening to people, mm-hmm. being able to hear out what they have to say, why they think the way they think why they do the things they do. And then from that platform, and now coming from a point of understanding, mm. you can be able now to suggest what you think may be good for them. Yeah. Because yeah. by virtue of opening that door of, oh, this person makes me feel understood. This person gives me a safe space for me to say, it's like almost like therapy. Mm. You, I can't go and open up myself, my problems and my trauma to someone who's like so critical and so judgmental in quotation marks. Yeah. Like as a therapist or as a counselor, you need to create the safe space where your, 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 your patient or your client can now open up to you and tell you, by the way, these things happened to me and this is what's why I feel the way I feel is why I do what I do. You need to come from a platform of understanding so that you can change someone's life. Mm-hmm. It's the way even Jesus Christ understands us, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I think we were watching Chosen yesterday, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. and how we saw... That scene at the end. Yeah, the scene with Mary Magdala and Jesus. Magdala. Yeah, Magdala. 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 Yeah. Magdala is a place. Mary of Magdala. Yeah. But, Magdala. but I don't know if that's like historically correct. It might mm. just be fictional for yeah, the chosen. For the chosen. Who knows? Who knows, mm. truly? Yeah. You should not tell us. <laughs> <Let> us <know. laughs> and Bible scholars. <laughs> and how Jesus was like, he knew, okay, obviously this was the fictional part, but like he knew Mary Magdalene's like background in a way. Like obviously it's not in the Bible, but in the chosen. It's shown how Mary Magdalene was like, her dad was like, he used to read a certain scripture to her and now the dad died and it's kind of, it was like a Pandora's box. Things just started going wrong in her life and all that. And then, yeah, then when Jesus met Mary Magdalene for the first time, now in the chosen, it's obviously not in the Bible again. Um, (laughs) He said he said everything that her dad used to tell her, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. made her weep. And that scene was so beautiful, in my opinion. It touched it really my heart was. because God came, Jesus and God in one person. Yeah, Jesus came to her with a point of understanding her pain. Mm-hmm. Like 
he quoted that scripture and held her and hugged her and it was so, so much love in that intimate scene. and i think that's where as christians we should we should look up to christ for we should come mm-hmm. from a point of understanding and so that now someone can be able to open and receive the kind of feedback and change you think is good for them mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. like you like what's to go next i can't hear you i can go mm-hmm. Um I think for me the question is how should we rebuke in love yeah mm-hmm. I think for me it's just the one thing that I will reiterate repeat yeah Kenyan dasama tena it's just don't see people as projects to mm-hmm. complete don't look at people as um yeah or like yeah nime accomplish ama like i need to fix this person, person. or i need to change this person mm-hmm. first and foremost see every human being as the beloved of god yeah. you know i think that's the place to start see them as the individual don't see them as the community they um as the community they surround themselves with or mm-hmm. as the um way of life they were brought up with like don't see them as that see them as an individual first and foremost mm-hmm. you know somebody who Christ died that they may have eternal life yeah that's i feel like that's the place to start do you think as christians those appointed time we were just all deputy jesus says i feel like that's people who still laugh i feel like it's a phase as a even me, I think it's a phase. Yeah. Because yeah. even me, there was a time I was As definitely deputy Jesus. Jesus. No, there's, there's, there's phases, but there's people who don't grow out of it. That phase. For real. Some people continue to be deputy Jesus. Forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sadly. Tell me. Well. Because you're not going to You sound so far. It's okay. From the audio, you sound so far. It's just the end. <laughs> Therefore, it's okay. There is now no condemnation. I know, I know. I mean, if it's a coffee note, um, yeah, I think what you guys have said, um, plus reflect on these things. Mm. Yeah. See, remember the verse I had read earlier? Mm. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was Phili- Philippians 4 from verse 7 to 8. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe to add on to something, just uh, one thing. I think for you to also con- at condemn, well, that word is in my head, for you to be accountable for peop- um, towards your friends, towards people in your community and all, you also need to be open to accountability too. Mm. Don't be this person who likes to be accountable for everyone, but when someone is being accountable to you, that's where you draw the line. Mm. Mm. Be open to that. Like, yeah, don't be preaching water and drinking wine, mm. you know? Be open to what you're also implementing and what's it called? Pushing for in other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bless you, mommy. So that I was standing up, I was sitting up. So, um, I think for me, I'd say first of all, that's a good point. Like, be if you want to hold people accountable, even you should be ready to be held accountable. Mm. Um, but I, th- I definitely think it's easier to tell, to point the wrongs in mm. others. Mm. You know, to point the speck in someone's yeah, eyes yeah, before yeah. you recognize the log in your own. Um. So yeah, so just to be ready to build a contact. Yeah, guys. Have you ever pictured that? <laughs> like a log in your eye. I was like, eh, any interesting. <laughs> yeah, so I think that and I think also what we we you said in the beginning, Priscilla, mm. um, about you know, knowing know the context. If you're doing one on one accountability, Seek to know the context of where people are coming from mm-hmm. and the situations that they are in before you start to proclaim your holy righteousness upon them. Yeah. So that you know, also you're not hurting. I think another thing is like sometimes 
that accountability ends up hurting people. Mm-hmm. So we're not hurting people and moving them away from Christ. Yeah. You know, just seeking to see where they are from so that we can give a good and appropriate solution to them. Because not you know it's not a one one size fits all. Not solutions are one size fits all. Mm-hmm. But different people require different solutions because different different people's lives reflect differently in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. That's all I have to say. Does anybody have anything to add? No. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Um, you can follow us on our Instagram at P3T Podcast, Coca Cola, email us, or anyone actually. Musagati! Email us at P3T Podcast, Kegi at gmail.com. Tavdani, we are broke comrades. We are the podcast equivalent of the Lada Lada Girl on TikTok. So please, please, please. Please, we are broke. Please sponsor us if you want. Email us there. What the ladder? So, so please, please make sure to email us. Um, you can also send us a DM if you have anything to say about the episode, or leave it in the comments in our snippets. Mm-hmm. Uh, build engagement to a DAO. Build it there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we can. I'm sure we can get to very many comments if we who are listening to the podcast. Um, also. That's it. That's it. There's no other thing. Oh, like our reels, share our episodes. If your sister, your mother, your your father, your auntie, your friends do not know about this podcast and you're listening to it on your own, we are going to judge you. And I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> now I'm joking. But please make sure to share it with everyone you know. And we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Jesus loves you.